the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of love touches earth in the humility of Christ. Here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for ordered worship upon this Boston University Matriculation Sunday. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this morning for our gathered congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst, And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
may we pray. Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, enlighten by your Holy Spirit those who teach and those who learn, that rejoicing in the knowledge of your truth, they may worship you and serve you from generation to generation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 18, verses 1 to 11. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this porter has done? Says the Lord, just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it. But if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intend to bring on it. At another moment, I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. But if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I intended to do to it. Now therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord, look, I am a potter shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil ways and amend your ways and your doings. The word of the Lord.
Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 139 with the Antiphon. have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You, you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the few. Let us stand as we are able. Let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. Glory to you, O Lord. Now large crowds were traveling with him, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. 
Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So, therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. As we begin a conversation, our theme at Marsh Chapel, this academic year being conversation, we together rely on a spiritual quadrilateral of Scripture. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God, and as he who has made us, not we ourselves, of tradition. We, we believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in the true person, Jesus, to reconcile and to make new, who works in us in the, in the spirit. We trust in God. God calls us to be the church, the body of Christ, to celebrate Christ's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus 
crucified and risen, our judge and our hope in life, in death, in life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. In reason, yield who will to their separation, my object in living is to unite my vocation with my avocation as my two eyes make one in sight. Only where love and need are one and the work is play for mortal stakes as is the deed ever really done for heaven and the future's sakes. And in experience of gain and loss, of victory and defeat, of dreams and knowing when to edit your dreams. We rely on a spiritual quadrilateral. And we engage the questions of the border as we begin a conversation. You know what they ask when you cross the border. It's a good way to begin any conversation, personal or otherwise. What's your name? Where are you from? Where are you headed? What do you have to declare? Boston University, since 1839, has been committed to making and keeping human life human. And all of our ten presidents, from the beginning until this day, Presidents Warren and Huntington and Merlin and Marsh and Case and Chris Janer and Silber and Wesling and Chobanian and today President Robert A. Brown and all of the university leadership are committed to what makes human life personal and human. So your, so your role in the next four years is not only to earn a bachelor's degree or other, it's not only to find a way to make a living, but find a good way to make a life, and to do so not by losing, but by gaining your soul, to find that which kindles within you, where your deepest passion meets the world's greatest need, where the inside of the cup fills to overflowing. That's the kind of conversation to which we invite you in the year to come. Yes, in worship. Yes, in fellowship. Yes, in education. And yes, in service. And guiding you are our student leaders, and we brought the best of them before you for the sermon today. Anything wrong with the composition, blame them not. You blame the person in the center of the chancel. But their voices, young and strong, carry the words this day, Casey and Dominique and Ian. Our conversation begins with scripture. Consider a verse of scripture. Whoever does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. You may have occasion to take a quiet walk this week on the esplanade, down through the public garden, along the emerald necklace, out on the beach, your monthly ocean visit, a good goal while in Boston. As you walk, wonder, and wander, as you saunter with a saintly step along the Commonwealth Mall, say, ponder our scripture today. Luke's collection of sayings here, Luke 14, verse 25, in the middle of 10 chapters or so, Luke 9 through 19, that are Luke's own developed composition, including many of the most memorable teachings of primitive Christianity that are not found elsewhere. The Good Samaritan, the Lost Sheep and Coin, the Prodigal Son, and others. They are, in all honesty, somewhat inelegantly jumbled together in ways that do not necessarily fully harmonize. 
Luke 14, verse 25, is composed near the end of the first century, the dating of Luke being somewhere between the writing of Mark and Luke's first citation in other sources, a wide berth, to be honest. The passage carries a hyperbolic dominical saying, not unlike the hyperbole in, if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out, setting distance, a disciplined existential distance between self and parents, self and spouse, self and progeny, self and family, self and security. Following in faith will include loss and conflict. Striking, isn't it, how this prediction of leaving kith and kin, leaving home, intersects with the experience of coming to college. Our text is perhaps best understood in Matthew's rendering. Matthew and Luke both have received the sayings from a shared earlier document, known by scholars as Q. Whoever loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. The use of the image of the cross probably means it was originally composed in the preaching of the church, not in the teaching of the Lord, whose cross was not yet, after all, at this point in the gospel narrative, on the horizon. There is not a direct line, if there is any line at all, from Luke 14 in 90 AD to Jesus' teaching in 30 AD. Luke 14 is addressed to men. Notice the absence of husbands in the list of those to be hated. A further indication Luke, largely inclusive of women, is using a document he has inherited, Q. The reading does not reject the the significance of everyday economic, social, familial, political, and even military life. The many parables of tower and king keep our feet on the ground. That is, there is a real respect here for what we might call common sense. Prudent action is the essential theme. Luke 14 asks that we count the cost, the cost of a project, the cost of a plan, the cost of a conflict, the cost of going to war. Strictly speaking, the collection of sayings and many parables, again, some written by Luke, some coming to us from the collection we call Q, then perhaps shaped by Luke, do not come to a neat conclusion in verse 33, the need to renounce all possessions. The general point is clear enough, though. Discipleship costs. Nor in some is this a call to aestheticism, but more a simple readiness for God's demand. Our conversation faces mortality. Death makes us mortal. Facing death makes us human. Ham Potok wrote in My Name is Asherlev about mortality, about the frailty and brevity of life, the conditions of our conversations. Father and son, on a Sabbath walk, step over a fallen bird. Is it dead, Papa? I was six and could not bring myself to look at it. Yes, I heard him say in a sad and distant way. Why did he die? Everything that lives must die. Everything? Yes. You too, Papa? And Mama? Yes. And me? Yes, he said. But then he added in Yiddish, But may it be only after you live a long and happy life, my Asher. I couldn't grasp it. I forced myself to look at the bird. Everything alive would one day be as still as that bird? Why? I asked. That's the way the Rabono shell alone made this world, Asher. Why? So life would be precious, Asher. Something that is yours forever is never precious. The true, good, and beautiful are at the heart of our conversation. 
Jared Manley Hopkins wrote about uniqueness, distinction, and individuality, the spice in our conversation. Glory be to God for dappled things, for skies of couple color as a brinded cow, for rose moles all in stipple upon trout that swim, fresh firecoal chestnut falls, finches' wings, landscape plotted and pieced, fold, fallow, and plow, and all trades, their gear and tackle and trim. All things counter, original, spare, strange. Whatever is fickle, freckled, who knows how. With swift, slow, sweet, sour, a dazzle, dim. He fathers forth whose beauty is past change. Praise him. So welcome to the varied ministry of Marsh Chapel at Boston University. We look forward to getting to know you as you sign up to sing in a choir, as you volunteer to usher or greet, as you attend a fellowship or study group, and especially as you worship with us on Sunday at 11 a.m. The envisioned mission of Marsh Chapel is to be a heart in the heart of the city and a service in the service of the city. To that end, Dr. Jarrett will invite you to vocal expressions of faith in the life of our music program. To that end, Ms. Chica will invite you to global outreach in our work with international students. To that end, Brother Whitney will invite you to take part and take leadership in campus student ministry. To that end, Mr. Bouchard will solicit your support for work and works in hospitality. This year, with our emphasis on voice, vocation, and volume in our shared life, we are using as a focus for our work the term conversation. What are the healthy types of conversation in our current experience? What forms of conversation fall short of full conversation? Do you know a good conversation only in retrospect because it leads to another? If prayer is our conversation with God and God's with us, especially in the Psalms come Sunday, what depths of prayer do we now plumb or could we later learn? A sermon is a set of dialogues clothed in a univocal affirmation. What conversations, what calls and responses bear meaning therein? Do any of the newer technologies open us to conversation or not? Are we growing in our capacity for gracious conversation? Come and join in. Where we can be personally helpful to you and where our staff, chaplains, and campus ministers can be a benefit and blessing to you, do not hesitate to call upon us. John Wesley famously called conversation a means of grace. May grace expand and extend in meaning for us in 2016. Or think about this rumination on conversation from David Brooks. Recently, I've been thinking about the difference between resume virtues and eulogy virtues. The resume virtues are the ones you list on your resume, the skills that you bring to the job market and that contribute to external success. The eulogy virtues are deeper. They're the virtues that get talked about at your funeral, the ones that exist at the core of your being, whether you're kind, brave, honest, or faithful what kind of relationships you formed. Every week begins with Sunday, a day of rest and worship. May our conversations this year begin in a prayerful spirit. So we pray. Gracious God, holy and just, whose mercy is over all thy works, we invoke 
thy blessing today as we embark on this new journey. Guide us as we sail out for points unknown, ports unseen, and horizons unexplored. Be our north star, our compass, our sextant. Keep a clean wind blowing through our lives to make us happy and humble. Help us to seek shelter when the gusts of loneliness and failure threaten to capsize. Bless and help us to be a blessing to those commissioned to sail the ship, to set our course, and to lead the way. And a special intercession today for all sailors and crew on the Good Ship 2020. For those on the bridge, wisdom. For those learning the ropes, patience. For those working in the rigging, a light heart. For those who bid farewell at the gangplank, our parents, thanksgiving, thanksgiving for the birth pangs that brought life, the hands that prepared us to sail, the hearts that forgave and conditioned and seasoned us, for the tear-filled eyes and proud hearts that wave to us as the ship leaves the harbor, our mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, and our communities of meaning, belonging, and empowerment, thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. O thou who stills waters in calm seas, grant us fair winds, bright skies, and an adventurous voyage. Amen. Amen. May we together have the courage to set sail and not simply lie still in the harbor. May we together have the courage of conversation, which sees and hears in Jesus the Christ, our beacon, not our boundary. Jesus, our beacon, not our boundary. May we have the kind of conversation that draws on the past and guides into the future, that translates the tradition into insights for effective living. We believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And we do so with a glad spirit and a joyful heart here at Boston University along the trail of learning and virtue and piety. Boston University, proud with mission sure, keeping the light of knowledge high, long to endure, treasuring the best of all that's old, searching out the new, Boston University, our alma mater, hail be you.
Please be seated. Good morning. Welcome again to the Nave of Marsh Chapel. Whether you're seated here with us or listening from afar, please know that you are a valued part of our community. My name is Jessica Chica, and I have the privilege of serving as the university chaplain for international students here at Marsh Chapel. As this is the start of the semester, we have quite a few events um, to share with you this week. First off, right after the service, we invite you to join us, especially first-year students, um, out on the plaza for snacks and conversation before heading to the university matricula matriculation ceremony at Aganis Arena, which will take place at 2 o'clock. The Marsh Chapel Choir invites members of our community to audition for the choir this Thursday, September 8th at 6 p.m. Please email the music staff at musicmar, that's music, M-A-R, at bu.edu to reserve an audition slot. We have a number of events happening at the chapel this week for the first week of classes. We invite students to check out opportunities available that are listed on the last page of the bulletin. They're also found in the term book, can be found on our social media pages, and also at bu.edu chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now, as the ushers wait upon us for the offering, let us remember that it is a gift and a discipline to be a giver.
give you thanks, O God, this day for life and work and peace. Now bless these gifts and the givers to the work of ministry in this place and throughout the world. Amen. Jesus said, before you offer your gift, go and be reconciled. As brothers and sisters in God's family, we come together to ask our Father for forgiveness. Father, you are always present. Forgive us for not reflecting your faithfulness. Jesus, you are always self-giving. Forgive us for living for ourselves. Holy Spirit, you always lead us forward. Forgive us for holding back. May God Almighty forgive all your sins and keep you walking in love through the Spirit, for Christ's sake. Amen. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, says Jesus, there am I in the midst of them. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us share with one another signs of peace. God, you spread a table before us. Nourish your people with the word of life and the bread of heaven. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. Blessed are you, Lord God, our light and our salvation. To you be glory and praise forever. From the beginning you have created all things, and all your works echo the silent music of your praise. In the fullness of time you made us in your image, the crown of all creation. You give us breath and speech, that with angels and archangels and all the powers of heaven, we may find a voice to sing your praise. How wonderful the work of your hands, O God! As a mother tenderly gathers her children, you embraced a people as your own. When they turned away and rebelled, your love remained steadfast. From them you raised up Jesus, our Savior, born of Mary, to be the living bread in whom all our hungers are satisfied. He offered his life for sinners, and with a love stronger than death, he opened wide his arms on the cross. On the night before he died, he came to supper with his friends and taking bread, gave you thanks. He broke it, gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
At the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Father, we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. We remember his dying and rising in glory, and we rejoice that he intercedes for us at your right hand. Pour out your Holy Spirit as we bring before you these gifts of your creation. May they be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink these holy things in your presence, form us in the likeness of Christ and build us into a living temple to your glory. Bring us at the last with all the saints to the vision of that eternal splendor for which you have created us through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honor and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread.
Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, that you have fed us in this sacrament, united us with Christ, and given us a foretaste of the heavenly banquet prepared for all peoples. Amen. Lord, support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen, the evening comes, the busy world is hushed, the fever of life is over, and our work is done. And in thy mercy, grant us a safe rest, a happy lodging, peace at the last, through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 